What's up, world, and welcome back to the Vibes and Stuff Podcast, where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's show, and our season 13 premiere, we first discuss the Oscars incident that's got everyone buzzing with Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. We'll share our reactions to that, as well as our reactions to the reaction. Then we'll briefly discuss the new promotional song for Arby's that was written and performed by Pusha T. And then the crew will share our personal favorite top 10 hip-hop love songs of all time and discuss why we enjoyed them so much. Then for our face-off, we'll be putting McKinley Dixon's For My Mama and Anyone Who Looked Like Her against Rita J's High Priestess album and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. Then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo. What's happening? <laughs> what's good, man? <laughs> Juicy smooth, yeah. Hey, what's going on? people tonight man <laughs> you know i was honestly thinking of using that as my avatar tonight <laughs> i thought you might have i was i was debating it i <laughs> well, had a secondary like, awesome. point though in case you used it all right so, somebody else gonna beat me to it <laughs> oh man what is good though bro man we're just out here living this endless winter life yeah man yeah winter winter is, is kind of back with a vengeance man i don't know is it was it snowing down where you were at too Nah, we didn't get no snow. It's just still cold. Not as cold as in Chicago, but it's cold. Yeah. Colder than it should be at the end of March. Yeah, it got down to 29, 28 today. Yes. Saw that. So. But uh man, bro, lots to get to um tonight on our uh uh season 13 premiere. Give me one second. Shoot out a text real quick. Ready? Uh, so much to get into, man. Um, first things first, man. Let's 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 get to the thing that everybody's been talking about all day. Um, the smack, (laughs) (laughs) the smack that was heard around the world. Um, last night at the Oscars, uh, Will Smith after Chris Rock cracked a a a somewhat ill-advised joke about his his wife's appearance. Uh, with her not having or her hair being low because apparently she has she suffers from alopecia now i don't know if chris rock knew that when he said it but uh he said it and uh will smith just promptly walked onto the stage in front of everybody bold as ike and just open hand slapped them you know hard and bold as ike just walked back to his seat (laughs) yeah Ike would have been proud yeah, he would have. I'm sure he he was smi- smiling down <laughs> with that same look. <laughs> My girl can't wear Nikes. Right. <laughs> oh man, so you know, there's been a, a wide range of reactions to this, man, and I, I was really anxious to see what you had to say about it because there are a lot of, um, let's be honest, man, there are a lot of social and cultural factors at play here that kind of led into that. But but before I sound off on it, what, what, what was your reaction? What was your reaction to the slap and what was your reaction to the reactions? 
so my initial reaction to the slap was I thought it was fake. Like mm. it took a while to convince me that this was real and I was like, ain't no way. Ain't no way this man is about to, uh, you know, put dynamite to his career. Um, but I thought about it. I was like, you know, he's been on something different lately. Mm-hmm. Like, like since the, really since he turned 50, but certainly after this book drop yeah. and I've heard like, like an interview that he did and some of the things he was discussing around that. So he kind of got a IDGAF kind of kind of situation going on right now. And what it kind of felt like was a dude that just was fed up. Like he's like, I have had enough. <laughs> yeah. And although although I would not um, you know, ever condone that type of behavior, like you, you can't do that, right? You you cannot go to your job and slap people on camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> you're breaking all the rules here but I also understand how a person could get pushed to that point now as far as the reaction to the slap I don't know I've been insulated from that I, I didn't really get involved in a whole lot of what people were talking about I caught one person saying uh, you know you should never get never get comfortable with somebody disrespecting your spouse and you know that's that's the thing you're supposed to do and i mean that sound good but if you go and do that and then you can't keep the lights on that same spouse that you've been trying to defend you think she's staying around now i ain't saying she's a gold digger <laughs> but so yeah i don't i don't i don't really know i'm sure it's another one of the like you know, endless black Twitter debates like Jay-Z versus uh, the Jay-Z dinner versus what, 500 grand and the two, the $200 date and should women pay on the first date and like it's just the lines are split pretty much the same way <laughs> how you expect yeah. it to be on these on these issues. Well, there there's been a Twitter response, but there's also been a black Twitter response. For sure. Yeah. And um, the only one that matters. Exactly. And, and Jamil Hill, she very succinctly summed up the reaction. She said, this is going to be another example of two Americas. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, f- first of all, let me just say, like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't condone violence here at the Vibes and Stuff podcast. But man, it is, is it entertaining. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, could could Will have handled it a little better? Sure. But could Chris Rock have brought it on himself? Yeah, also true. Both of those things can be true. Um, I'm not going to come down on Will too much, though. Um, I'm going to get on why a little later. But, you know, somebody texted me. They was like, you know, Will, as of lately, he's been taking a lot of heat since this whole entanglement thing which you know really wasn't his fault i guess he signed off on that whole you know uh pr run where that stuff came out but he's been taking a lot of heat people coming at his masculinity people saying this this and that about him just writing him off and he kind of felt a need to reintroduce himself right. <laughs> and 
And, you know, if if I got into a text debate with some friends last night, you know, like, what would you do if somebody knowingly cracked a joke about something that they knew and you knew your wife was was insecure about or self-conscious about or sensitive about? And, you know, and we were split down the middle. Two of us was like, yeah, I would react the same way. And two of us was like, nah, I would have handled it differently. You know, people saying that, you know, he's he's jeopardizing his bag. Like, Will Smith's going to be all right. You know, um, it was Chris Rock who didn't need to jeopardize his bag because he could have reacted. You know, now, now granted, he, he took it like a champ and handled it like a professional. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, right. I give him a lot of credit in the world for doing so. I think he was just more stunned than anything. I mean, clearly. I think, I think he was. Clearly, he was stunned because, like, because he just he he didn't even he couldn't even remember his joke after that, you know. And you know, I I, I yeah, I, I definitely did not think it was staged when I when I saw Will's face when he went back to his seat. I'm like, oh, he's he's genuinely pissed. And um, you know, th- there's there's this ongoing conversation in the black community about, and I shouldn't even say the black community, more like the whole tap community about uh, how to how the black man needs to uh be a better protector of the black woman we let everybody disrespect our black woman but then when somebody actually steps up and does so and act as a, acts as a protector what do you think the response is jamil do you think they they took that and they said bravo or do you think they found some other crap to talk what do you think of, of course they have found something else so why is it why is the black man being used to bring down another black man I ain't even got to look at the responses. I know that's what they said. Yep, they are saying that. I mean, I, even I said that. Like, you know, I, I I hate that it happened. It had to happen to another black man. You know, him creating a stance and, you know, but there's a line, man. There's a line and, and Will Smith defined that line. <laughs> and and the whole, what, basically what the hoteps are saying is that, well, where was this energy when when she was cheating on him and, and he should have been slapping her. That's this is what they honestly saying. Like the same, people, the, the same the same people who say the black man needs to be a better protector of the black woman, they're they're, they're upset because of, of him stepping up and defending her. It's like, yo, this wasn't some random chick off the street. This is his wife. This is his, his wife. His the mother of his kids. It's like, you know, and, and they're like, well, he we, we need to protect the right black women. Oh, okay. So now you want to pick and choose what black women we protect. Okay, I right, see. right. I see. Okay, and and, and, and there's going to be another fraction there, you know. So um, those people just need to shut up, you know. For, and, and, and I, granted, their their marital arrangement is is I, I will I will admit it's somewhat unconventional, but that's their business. Correct. You know, if if there's a line that Chris Rock crossed. And he had to get put on notice that way. So be it. Also, too, it's like, yeah, there is a conversation that needs to be had about the vulnerability of black women. And particularly with things like, you know, talking about their hair. That's a very sensitive subject. You know, even in the black community, it's said that, you know, your hair is your crown. And for somebody suffering from alopecia, you know, I I, I would assume that that's, you know, that's kind of touchy. You know, right. and uh, you know, it definitely struck a nerve, but um, <laughs> you know, they, 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 it, white Twitter is saying that you know, this was a display of toxic masculinity, and you know, he appears to be in a yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, they're, they're saying that he appears to be an abuser and she needs to get away from him. And this is oh disturbing. my God. He said, wow. he said, he said, love will make you do crazy things. That's that's right out the abuser's handbook. And I'm like, no, that's, that's he didn't that's hit her right. though. Right, he didn't hit her. He didn't hit her. What's going on, Vince? What's up, y'all? What's happening? <laughs> can y'all hear me good? Yeah, yeah, I can. Hear oh you. yeah. All right, cool. Vince, man, um. <laughs> Hit me off with your reaction to the to the slap heard around the world, man. With <laughs> with, with Will Smith and Chris Rock, man. My mom texted me about that. <laughs> That's funny. Will K. Smith, the K stand for Kirkpatrick. <laughs> Kirkpatrick. <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all y'all know me, man. I'm always the uh, the advocate. I could play. I could see both sides, but like just my straightforward, honest opinion was. He shouldn't have done it, but I can see where he needed to talk to that man because Chris Rock ain't slick. He think he's slick. He he been taking shots at her, and uh, whenever he gets a chance. Now my big thing is the way I look at it is uh, this award show is a, is the show of excellence. Like that's what it's supposed to be, excellence through and through. Mm-hmm. This ain't a this is not a celebrity roast. This is not a um, comedy show. This is a comedian that's hosting a show of artistic ex- excellence, right? So he should he should um he should display the same thing. Like this ain't the type of show for that those type of jokes, in my opinion. Like you are, are you're a better comedian than that. You don't have to go there. And like yeah, plus, plus the joke was lame too. Yeah, like that's really the biggest crime. <laughs> exactly, like you ain't gotta go there. That's what I'm saying. So like, and then something else I know about life is that everybody has the right to say whatever the heck they want to say, but they don't have the right to dictate how somebody responds to it or feels about what they say. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the way I look at it is, hey, these people been going through a lot the last decade they've been getting criticized about everything then you have a woman who despite whether she should be as open with her life and 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 or not she's very open and we all know when you're a celebrity at that level that you're going to be criticized for everything good bad or indifferent and hey when when you you know and then people aren't built to to be criticized at that level because no one's supposed to be a celebrity when you really think about it we ain't built to mentally d- deal with that type of stuff so he I, it looked like a, a man that was just tired of having to deal with stuff and he's like i'm gonna put a stop to this right now mm-hmm. he saw his wife wasn't cool with it and that might not have been the best way to do it but he did it you know <laughs> right yeah, that that's that's what I was saying, Vince. It's like, you know, could he have handled it better? Better, sure. Like, but at the same time, though, could Chris Rock might have brought it onto himself? Sure. You know, both of those things can absolutely be true. You know, and you know, I'm not gonna come down on Will too much because I too was in a situation identical to that, and I reacted the exact same way. Except my my hand wasn't open; it was a closed fist. That I hit this person in the jaw with, yeah. But 
I got the desired result. I had to take a little discipline for it, but it, they, they, they weren't talking slick after that about my wife. So, exactly. um, you know, I've been there before. I've been there before. Now, granted, I was a lot younger. <laughs> and, you know, and yeah, the person had it coming, you know, but uh, that's why I can't really come down on him too much. It's like, for some people, I think people just hate Will's success. They hate his celebrity. And for them, he could never do anything right. You know, you don't react. If he didn't react, oh, you a sucker. You know, he does react. Oh, you still a sucker. You know, what was that energy with, with, with August Alcino or whatever, you know? Hey, that's the biggest one that I hate too, because the man was defending his wife's honor. In August Alcino's situation, how you gonna defend her honor then? And then two, August Alcina didn't cheat on Will Smith. His wife did. So what is he putting hands on August for? Because you can't put hands on the woman. But I'll choke August. I'm sorry. Because no, you just talk too much. Like, no, I'm just, <laughs> but yeah, that part. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like the people trying to make this the same thing is like, no, this man is coming in defense of his woman. Right. In, in this instance. But how you going to defend somebody that cheated on you? You know, like that's a totally different thing. Like. Yeah, and that's, I wonder how much of it was actually a defense of Jada. I, I feel like that was like the straw that broke the camel's back. What that was, was built up over time. Now, whether it was built up over the last year or the last 20 years, but Chris Rock took a slap for a whole lot of people's, uh, a whole lot of people's actions and, and jokes. Like he didn't get slapped just because he told a bad joke one time. He died for all our sins. <laughs> he died for he died for everybody else's sins. Right. He put, he put everybody on notice. It's like it looked like he laughed, saw his wife roll her eyes, and he is like, you know what? I'm gonna put a stop to this. And he made nah. the, he made the rash decision in the moment to go up there. I'm gonna smack flame off your face, so everybody is put on notice. Notice now, like. Hey, this I, ain't got that. Hands. I got hands for whoever got the jokes. I think uh I think Jada probably was like Pac wouldn't have hand Pac wouldn't have laughed at that. Mm. <laughs> and that's a, and that set him off. Or something to that effect. I'm I'm saying I'm using Pac for comedic effect, but yeah, yeah. I, there I, was something there was something in that moment that set him off. Yeah, I think he saw because he was trying to laugh it off, but I think he I think that was more nervous laughter than anything. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Trying to, Correct. trying to laugh it off, but he looked at his wife and saw the sheer uh like uncomfortability. She was like, it was it it was man, that looked bad. And dude just like, you know what? I'm about to do this. And he just like, I'm about to do it. <laughs> it's a good thing he won, I tell you that much, because he wouldn't win, he ain't winning nothing else from this point forward. Will Smith is a, is not a small dude. I I I, no, I can totally see, I can totally see how, why why Chris Rock didn't didn't respond. Plus, Chris Rock ain't trying to jeopardize his bag. Like you know, right? You you start wrestling and tum- tussling with Will. Smith. I mean, what are you gonna do? Like you gonna you gonna fight this man on stage at the Oscars? <laughs> that would have really. I think that would have really messed it up for both of them if that if that would have turned into an all out brawl. Well, I will say this though, Chris Rock has now he has the heckle of all heckles (laughs) so if you want to talk crazy now 
there's something that somebody can say about him now getting 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 smacked up like that right yeah man yeah it it it, it hey man everyone's got their line man everybody's got their limits and, and he found out what will smith was like you know i i i, I will always defend somebody defending their woman you know what i mean it's, especially in this this greater context of like black women and black men and vulnerability and and trauma and all these other factors that are going into it that white america is kind of ignoring because they're just they're just kind of finger wagging you know him you know like like oh violence is never okay it's like yeah we we, we know that that is the right thing to say however chris rock did cross a couple of lines culturally that just just weren't cool to cross and he probably didn't even write that joke no i, I almost I almost bet that he he didn't write that now somebody wrote it i bet somebody wrote it i don't think he wrote it because it was whack no i think he just went off the cuff it felt like he went off the cuff he saw her there and, mm-hmm. he, and he and he went for it and Will Smith went for it. I, it's just like the more I look at it, it's like that didn't happen, but it happened, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that, that that was crazy. Yeah, man. I, I I hey, props to Will for doing it, and props to Chris for being a professional. You know, even afterwards. So, did you did y'all see Puff Daddy afterwards on, on nah. the stage? I saw the little video. <laughs> he was all on the stage <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Dancing, all the <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Puff Daddy's been here before. <laughs> right. Oh, man, the biggest gangster. But um, <laughs> moving right along. Um, Pusha T, man, he's out here getting that, getting that endorsement bag, man. He uh, he just did a uh, a, um, a promotional song for the uh, fast food chain Arby's. Uh, for their new fish sandwich and um and the track is nice i gotta admit <laughs> i normally don't go in for this type of stuff but the track is nice um did y'all hear it and if so what did y'all think i haven't heard it i heard it i dug it i was i was um you know the concept on the space is a little bit corny um and the idea that you're you dissing uh another corporation you know and a product um but knowing the story behind it it's it's kind of interesting because he you know he Wait, took the L on that so he wrote the the i'm loving it that's basically been their tagline for like 20 years and um there was a whole song that doesn't get much play right the i'm loved ba, da, ba, 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 and you know that's that's the part that came out so he got like i think half a mil for the for the writing and justin timberlake who performed the full song got like a much larger deal like two three million um and yet the part that you know has staying power was the part that push wrote so he had a problem with mcdonald's based on that which um, I, I I've heard him speak on that long before, and I I didn't I don't so believe wait, he was. Why didn't they give him the money? They gave him the they they agreed on a, they agreed on a fee, and that was that. Like he, it was basically a matter of 
it's like taking cash versus stock option. Oh, okay, I see, I see. So he got paid for his work. It's just that, you know, the value of it well exceeded what the payment was. But it, it he, you know, he's talked about that before, and I guess it, it you know, just kind of informs how he does business since then. But that, it, you know, adding that to it kind of made it intriguing, and it's and it's you know real. Like he got an actual issue with McDonald's and having a, a poor business dealing. So that was interesting. But you know the part I'm here for. <laughs> the cocaine references. The cocaine <laughs> references in a national commercial. Bro. In a corporation. I was like, bravo, push. R- word, man. Word. I caught at least two cocaine references. I just caught the one. Oh, okay. The one hear. about, did, did you catch the one about the, the having lines around the block? I missed that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. There was that. Okay. And then it was, of course, the one at the end. Where he yeah. Was, uh, our, fish, our fish tips the scales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like you got him. Okay. Yo, have you heard the response record? I didn't realize there was a response record. It's it's an unofficial response. Bazaar of D12 put out of course. A, a diss track, a, a response in, in defense Lord. of McDonald's. And the name of the song is FRBs. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually hilarious, man. Like... Of course, it's nothing to take serious, and I, I doubt it's ever going to be on Pusha T's radar. But it sounds exactly how you would expect a bizarre song about McDonald's with sound. Like he was just—it was one line he made me chuckle. He was like, "McDonald's tastes better." I'm sorry. Who the f eat at Arby's? <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of right, except for when it comes to the fish sandwiches. Arby's fish sandwiches is way better. Yeah, I do. To be honest with you, dude, I, I haven't eaten McDonald's in like three years, so nah, nah, I don't too much mess with them. Yeah, I, I, I um, I've had it once, and like, th- like I said, in the past three years, and when I, when I ate it, it made me nauseous for like three hours. And oh wow! I was just like, man, what is going on? Like, and it's like, man, I hadn't ate it for a while because of the pandemic and stuff like that, and then like. My, my body just don't know what to do with it you know and it was like right. I never threw up but I felt nauseous I'm like man it's this McDonald's I ate yeah you probably don't know what is this what is, I can't get jiggy with this <laughs> what is this <laughs> I, I just you look wonder, like a player that sold me this I, I just wonder if Burger King is gonna be like the Joe Button of uh fast food restaurants <laughs> like hey I can battle too I wanna battle <laughs> Right, right. Man, you know what would be dope if if like every every fast food chain got their own rapper to do like a promotional song and like send shots at the other chains. That would be dope. <laughs> and that actually as, as long as they like are actually good rappers though. White Castle like, already could... got Wu Tang. What? Yeah, remember remember uh when Jizza and Ghost was doing uh, uh those promos for um the impossible sliders? No, I never saw those. Oh man, they had a show, a YouTube series, and everything. Were they oh wow! Space? I know I didn't see days at all. I don't, I don't. I missed that. Oh man, I'm gonna send it to you. It was hilarious. Okay, okay. Wow. Yeah, it was hilarious, but um, because you know they they do the whole vegan thing and 
you know, the right. possible sliders was was that, and they taste very good too. I might add, like, oh man, that smoky cheddar, oh man, excellent. But uh, <laughs> moving right along, man, I'm I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna share some of these other topics for next week because uh, this this next segment is 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 gonna be pretty extensive. But uh, I wanted to do this next segment because um, spring is in the air, man. Spring is in the air, even though it don't feel like it currently because it's like 20 degrees outside. But uh, it is it is officially spring and love is in the air. <laughs> right. And uh, I wanted I wanted the crew to run through their their top 10 or if you got more, that's fine, too. Hip hop love songs of all time. You know, and this is your your personal favorite list, and um, you know you can list them and talk you know briefly on why you like them, and then it was some other questions I wanted to ask too. But first, man, to, to y'all, man, what what makes a good hip hop love song? Authenticity, um, like it needs to be inspired by something real, and it, and that should come through on the on the track. Like it can't be clearly pandering to the radio or pandering to um women if you're a male rapper mm. and that that and that does happen and Absolutely. you know it, it becomes you know wildly popular and it usually will do what it's supposed to do but it, to me that just comes off as corny like it, it's you know cellophane clear what you're doing and i'm not interested in that but if you legitimately are like yo this is how i feel even if it's not about a specific person, just this how I feel about the situation, um, and that comes through on the music. I'm I, I'm gonna gravitate more towards that. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, I think the best love songs are probably uh, inspired by real life situations, real life relationships. Um, you know, whether they're uh, whether they have a happy happy ending or not. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, just getting that, you know, even even if things end, you know, walking away from it with some clarity and some some lessons learned, I think is, you know, always makes for a good a good hip hop love song or a song about love or a song about a particular relationship. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that, Jamil. Okay, so let's get into it, man. Who who would like to go first, sharing their list of their top ten favorite love songs? Hmm. I, I don't want to go first, but <laughs> Vince, Vince never, Vince never want to go first. No. I, I go first. I'm, I'm cool with going first. <laughs> I actually uh, ended up having. Well, let me ask you this: We're just talking romantic love, right? Um, yeah, I guess yeah, romantic love. Um, okay. Oh, okay. You, are you are you is are are you talking about? Could that be referencing to like maybe a family member you have love for? Correct. Nah, that didn't necessarily. Uh, mean include that I didn't think so and I, I just wanted clarity because I'll, I'll take some songs off the list then because of that okay okay alright so I have I got like 15 <laughs> that's fine that is totally fine I got like 20 so <laughs> right. so I got uh, Mahogany Eric B and Rakim mm. of course I got uh, poor Georgie actually MC like yeah, I, I just I kind of dug the the story. That was just a, it was an interesting track. Um, I got Slum Beautiful Outcast with CeeLo. Ooh, good one. Um, Miss Fat Booty, of course. 
Uh, Benita Applebaum. I got. Uh, was gonna make the list. Absolutely, I got uh, Thin Line, Jurassic Five, and, and Nelly Furtado. Oh man, I forgot about that one. That's a good one. Yeah, man. That's and that's that's real life situations. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, 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 that, <laughs> that was uh, that was my theme, the theme song for a little minute. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I got you. Got me. The roots. Uh, Mind sex. Dead prayers. Really? Yeah. See, I would have thought you would have poo pooed a song like that. Oh no, no, no. I'm a very cerebral brother. You are. You are. Um, I have um, the light, of course. Really? Okay. Wait, Pharaoh's light or Common's light? Common's light. Okay. Um, never been in love, Talib Kweli. I don't think think I've heard that one. That's a dope one. Uh, this one should be the number one love song of all time, but it's not actually. Obviously, uh, Met the Man, Mary J. Blige, Y'all I Need. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 typically uh, the one on everybody's number one, number one on everybody's list. Um, I'm uh, going to go with um, International Players Anthem. Oh, man. Good one, man. Bro, you know what? When I was doing my list, I, I, I couldn't help but think, man, I know I'm missing some some major ones. And I'm like, man, you know what? Somebody else is going to hit them. And, bro, you you hitting a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> and the the number one uh, love song in hip-hop uh, is by Akinelli, but I can't remember the title. <laughs> <laughs> if that ain't love, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's about it's about giving, you know. That's, that's what I'm saying, right? Giving and taking, <laughs> giving and taking, and that's what every great relationship is about. It's give and take. <laughs> I could Nelly. Wow. All right, man. You know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a little commentary on a couple of these. Um, for sure. Poor Georgie. Uh, uh, was MC Light correct? Yeah, uh, talk on that one a little bit. Um, well, we don't often get uh, the love songs from a woman's perspective, and again, this one wasn't corny, and I kind of, kind of dig that it was a little bit. It had a little bit of a tragic ending. Um, more of the story is like, yo, let the people know how you feel now, because it's it, it might it might not end the way you expect. None of us, none of us have forever. You got to experience it while you can. And it's, if I recall correctly, she wasn't feeling them at first. And they got together, and old buddy, what? I think she said he drove into a truck. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at that, but I think that's how the song ended. He, he was drunk driving and didn't make it. Right, right, right. I had right. another song in mind, but that one was a little more gruesome. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll use Poor Georgie instead. Gotcha, gotcha. Um. Okay. What made you put uh? What made you put Benita Applebaum? Well, I I don't know why I'm asking that. That's that's obvious. That's that's a classic. That sitar sample is one of the most recognized samples in hip hop. You know. Absolutely. Talk about never been in love by Talib Kweli. Because if I had to go with a Talib Kweli song, I would have went with um K 
Can I Talk to You featuring Belial. That's dope. I don't know if you remember that from um, Quality. I remember it because it was one of the few songs from that album I actually liked. But mm-hmm. I thought that that song was exceptional. But but talk about Never Been In Love. I remember when I heard that song, that was actually my ringtone for a while uh, when I was dating, actually. When I was dating my wife, that was, that was the the ring for her because that's how I felt at the time. It felt quite genuine. And he's like telling a story about how he met, um, I believe it was his son's mother and they were still together at the time. Uh, the, the beat Just Blaze gave for that one was, it was it was a banger, but it was appropriate for the theme. Like it, it wasn't super heavy with the drums, but it was still it was still funky enough to you know kind of bang in the car if you wanted to. And uh, he actually sings on the hook, but it 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 fits. And uh, I've I've heard him perform it live, like with with a woman, and it, it just it, it hits you in the oh, chest. Really? So yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna have to give that track a a, a second chance. Then it's it's been a minute since I've heard it, but uh, you know, and when I do reach for Slip Kali, it's usually a reflection of eternal stuff. So, right, right. <laughs> I um I got I'm gonna have to reach back for that one. Um, the light by Common. What made you put that one on there? Because I always felt like the light. While I liked the song, I kind of felt it was kind of light in the bars. But sp- speak on that one a little bit. I see you, Dilla. Okay, that's that's what that was about. It was a sample and the beat, and just kind of the vibe you get from it. Not necessarily what Common was talking about, because it was he 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 had bars on that. He's done better work, but it was direct, and it, and it didn't it didn't come off corny. Um, but it was definitely all about Dilla for that one. But he had some he had some he had some bars for you in there. I know your heart is weathered well because of what stuff did to you. I ain't gonna solve them because I probably did it too. Like, that's real. Some niggas recognize the light, but they can't handle the glare. You know, I ain't the type to walk around with matches. Search for the relationship is effort. I will match your work. Yeah, it was DSO. It was DSO, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's better than uh, when I'm alone in my room. Sometimes I stay at the wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely better than that. Yeah. <laughs> and better than come close, too. Um, uh, Mind Sex by Dead Press. Uh, speak on that a little bit. That you kind of surprised me with that one. I, that was, I actually, that was the one track from that album I, I honestly wasn't feeling because it doesn't fit the album. It doesn't fit the rest of the album, but it's a dope song, and I, I really like kind of where they where they going with that one because most of the time when we're when we're discussing, you know, that moment or um, you know trying to get a with a woman, it is strictly about you know the cheeks or whatever it is that we're using to objectify that woman and in this case it's yo i just i just want to talk to you i'm i'm just as much attracted to what's between your ears than yeah i won't finish that what's between your ears than anything else yeah understood understood i i just i don't know at the time i felt it was i, I thought it was a little pandery you know did you um, really yeah yeah like like i and just a little corny you know like I, it, it kind of uh, i'm trying to find a, a, a non-abrasive or vulgar way to ex- ex- say this but it, it it made it appear as if conscious niggas weren't weren't interested in nookie gotcha 
Gotcha. I didn't take it that way. I and think it was, like, just, it was. I I can I can want that and still care about the cause. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, for sure, for sure. And I think I don't think it was. I don't. At least I didn't read it that way. The way I took it was, you know, I need a, a certain quality of woman for that. So okay. let's let's. I need to know what you about. Like I'm I want to smash, but are you are you smashable? <laughs> Right, I got you. And I got you. <laughs> are, are you going to be somebody I can I honestly build with? You know, after yes, I, I, I got yes. it. I, I got that perspective at least now. You know, but at the time, I, I was just like, man, what is this? What is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> <laughs> and like I say, it really doesn't fit the rest of the album. Like, ain't nothing revolutionary about mind sex at all. No, no. Now, lastly, man, we, we've kind of discussed this track before on this show, but International Players Anthem featuring Outkast and UGK. Um, man, bro, speak on that. Love from every angle, man. Like you get you get it from start to finish. <laughs> Even though Outkast and UGK are talking about two completely different things, it's still love. Like Dre is his verse is all about the beginnings of love and you know, turning your back on one's past and I'm it's me and her. And Big Boy was like, Yeah, it was me and her until it wasn't. And this is the end of it. Now in between, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of love going on with <laughs> Bun and Bun and Pimp. That's that's all pimping. Which is a sort of love in its own in its own right. Um I kind of look at International Players Anthem as like a prequel to Miss Jackson. If you listen to those songs back to back, just the outcast part of it, it fits it, it fits perfectly. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, definitely. Especially if one one has had indiscretions in the past. Um, right. Yeah, I just love it because it's the soundtrack for hanging it up. You know what I mean? And right, right. And settling down. Like you you got you got dudes who are but in the verses, you still got dudes who are like, yo, man, be careful about this. Make sure this is what you want. Cause this is mm-hmm. what can happen, mm-hmm. you know. But you also got Andre, who's just like, "Look, man, this is what I want. I'm positive about this. This is, you know, this is who I want to be with." And I think that All was right. a, a great song, you know, a great song, great message, great lyrics too, man. So yes, <laughs> man, and and a fantastic beat. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, man, great list, Jamil. Great list. All right, Vince, man, you ready for us? Yes, yes, I am. All right, lay it on me. So he no got, homo. He, <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot of them, man. Like the, like the obvious ones that everybody's gonna say. Um, I guess teenage love from Slick Rick. That's you. Mm-hmm. Fifty Cent, Twenty One Questions. When that dropped, when that song dropped, it was everything, man. That beat. That was man, I love. I fell in love with that song. Yeah, like I actually that's what love cake. You said what? You said you love it like a fat kid love cake. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, like the beat, man. That that Dre beat. That was Nate Dog on it, man. That was that was a good song. Um, I mean, I need love is a classic, but I guess that wouldn't be on my list. The far side passing me by. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, nah, I can't do it. 
But I do like that beautiful Snoop Dogg with, you know, Pharrell. That's a great love song. Yeah, it sure is. That's just, that's so smooth, man. Now, you said, now, I'm going to wait on that. Uh, hey, I got to say Marvin's Room from Drake. Mm. That is a nice song when you really listen to it, like, the way it's, the way it's made, you know. The whole the way it's arranged and everything, I think that that that's pretty dope. Nah, I can't say that one. Even though I wrote it down, I like Drake's first song, first uh, hit. Best I ever had. Best I ever had. That's a, that's the Drake song I would have went with. That's a dope. Yeah. Song. Lotus Flower Bomb, Wale. That put him on the map with you know the one with Miguel. Mm-hmm. Yo, oh, screaming in the beginning of the track. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, that song right there, man. And I also got to put in Matrimony by Wale with Usher on it. I don't even think I heard that. Oh, you, uh, you heard it. If you, you just had to, yeah, that, that song is dope too. But and yet, nobody said just a friend, Biz Marquee. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I didn't even think about that one. Yeah, I didn't even think about that one either. That's a great call. So, yeah, I got. I had to get those out the way. But here goes some of my personal. Like, those are the ones that's definite that everybody's going to say um, that I feel. But here goes some that's just like that I personally feel are dope. You may have heard them, may not have heard them. There's this song called Nubian Delight. By this artist named Acronym. If you haven't heard it, check it out. I haven't heard that. Acronym? Okay, I'm gonna check that out. If you haven't heard it, check it out. You're gonna love it. I haven't heard anything else from this man, but that song right there. Yeah. Now y'all had tried Bonita Apple Bomb, but me personally, the one I would choose is Tribe, a tribe called Quest, Find My Way. Find a way, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a good one. Um, this is a this is an off field one or left field, but you if you hear it, you love it. I think Diggy Simmons, my girl, with Trevor featuring Trevor Jackson. Okay. Scarface, the new Scarface. The new Scarface. Yeah, Trevor Jackson from Grownish, that dude. Uh, I mean, not new Scarface, the new Simmons. Superfly. Diggy Simmons is on it. Uh, right, but you said Trevor Jackson. Is that the dude from Grownish? No, Diggy Diggy Simmons is on Grownish. I know Diggy Simmons is. I thought Trevor, Trevor Jackson. Jackson oh, I, I, I think I don't. I, I'm wondering if it's the same person. The dude I, I said Scarface. I meant to say Superfly. Oh, I, now that I got to check into, but I didn't watch that movie either. So, okay. But yeah, man, that check that song out. Like I know Diggy Simmons is something that. Most people won't necessarily just go out and search, but the song is dope. Most Def and Talib, Brown Skin Lady. Brown Skin Lady. I was wondering if somebody was going to bring that up. It would be disingenuous for me. (laughs) (laughs) That song is dope, man. Like, the way they did that song, man. Um, Reminisce. I don't know whose song it is, but... Bilal and Most Def are on. That's a good one, bro. Ooh. That's Ooh. it's on it's on Bilal's album. Bilal's album. Yeah, yeah. Firstborn second. Yeah, but that right I, there. 
yeah, I guess it's technically a hip hop song. Yeah, that's a good one, Vince. Man. Then you got Slum Village, Tainted. Oh, yeah. How about it? That's the, that's the vibe right there. <laughs> Tainted is good. Tainted is good. Here's another left field song. But check it out. Charles Hamilton, Brooklyn Girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I ever heard that one. I heard it. It was at least I can't recall it. It was it was a decent song at the time. Like Charles Hamilton, he's one of those dudes that overstayed his welcome very quickly. But that that was a a decent song. Oh, when when his uh when his girlfriend punched him in the face while while she was interviewing him (laughs) or his ex girl. Hey, you know who that was, right? That that the chick who punched him. You know that was Mary J. Blige's daughter. Oh, for real? Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Yep. Y'all, y'all talk bad about it, but that common come close. It's a classic. <laughs> it is. It is not, sir. <laughs> oh, it's definitely a classic. Man. Hey, it's video. on his list. Are you living in a dream world? Are your eyes still green, girl? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the video was dope. The video. The was video dope. was. The video was dope. Awesome. And y'all know I love Electric Circus, but I, I can't too much rock with that one. He was, right. he was he was definitely caking it on that song. Yeah. Good lord, was it? It's just a nice little chill bop, man. And plus, like the instrumental, man. That that yeah. But anyway, um, another left field one. Fabulous. I'm sorry, not fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> Make you better. Film slick. Them slick. I ain't never heard, never heard that one either. Check it out. It's, it, it's, it's like he switched the uh, the letters around. Instead of saying slim thick, he said thim slick. So like, check it out. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. And, yeah, I'm writing all these down. And the the uh, the tricky one that I put out there just just for kicks. Common. I used to love her. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Cause it's a love song about hip hop. Indeed. But that that that's my list right there. All right, I like it, man. Real quick, man, can you speak a little bit on uh, "Brown Skin Lady" by Blackstar? What, what did you What did you appreciate about that? It's so for one, he's there. They're just crowning brown skin women. Like it was, it came out at a time where it was just like it was dope to just big up brown skinned women, and then on top of that, the way they wrote the song was just dope, man. Like the way they were, the way they were introducing their uh, verses and stuff, and then like the melody, like this, it's just a well put together song, and it's just paying homage to brown women, you know. Like, and when that's done well. Like I, I always, I always wake up for those type of songs. That's that's the same reason. Like uh, Nubian Delight, when you you know you guys get a chance to listen to that, it's it's it doesn't have the same energy, but it's like it's just bigging up dark skinned women. Yeah, yeah. Because I I remember at the time, like you know, it's just as far as videos went, like 
yeah, it was rare to have a dark skin, use dark skin chicks in the video. Like this was been the whole Belasian thing was becoming popular, and you know the 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 mixed look it was was that was the look, you know. And they kind of really went against the grain by giving you know brown skin girls that do. And and a little trivia about that song, J. Rawls, who produced the beat for that song, that beat was originally just supposed to be an interlude in between songs, but I think. Wow. It, it was most deaf who loved the song so much or loved the beat so much he wanted to do a whole song to it and that's how that song developed and they gave us a dope interlude anyway yeah she's yeah. got that good hair Man, I, <laughs> I forgot to mention one song but i know you might, might want to ask me about some of the other ones but i forgot to mention this is one of my favorites de la soul baby fat Oh, good one. Good one. Good, good one. one. Good one. My nigga, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that that's was that was forgot, that man. was a really that's a good call. I missed that one completely. That's another yeah, one I forgot. That's yeah, a, I even love the hook on that one, man. Like, the man, hook is probably man, yeah. Hey, I, I wake up for Devin the Dude. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> like right. I love me some Devin the Dude. And trying to get with you anyway because i know yeah. you're a nasty girl like the plan paying homage to the big mamas mm-hmm. <laughs> man that beat was so funky too man it was man. yeah yeah that's a good one man that's a real good one yeah i, I mess with baby fat man talk about um can you speak a little more on um on tainted by, by slum village Man, what can I really say? It's like, it's like when the beat starts, it's just like the song is so, in my opinion, it's very unconventional. The way the song is produced, it feels more like a a, a steppers, like a stepper slash slide type of song as far as the beat is concerned. But um, then you got Dwayne on the hook. Like this, just the song is just, man, it's just so smooth to me. Like the the lyrics don't particularly move me in any type of way, but it does lend to the song still because of what the you know, what the the, the subject of the song is about. You know, just a, a, a struggle, love. You know, and um, people can relate to that. But it's just a, it's just a smooth song, man. When you hear it, you know, when you hear that. Uh, I don't even know if it's a hi hat, but when you hit up the little, the little clicks in the beat, do 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 do, and then you hear that boom, 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 it just gets you going. Well, at least me, and um, that's that's all I can really say about the song. It's just a well put together song, and you may not know, some people may not know who the artist was or the group that made the song, but they know the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Can you speak on um Oh, uh uh, uh, uh the Wale, the Wale song uh Lotus Flower Bomb. This is just the way he did it, just hollering at a girl in spoken word form. And it was like um I didn't even know it was Wale at first cuz Wale had already been out. Mhm. He had Pretty Girls, which actually is another dope song. He had the Pretty Girls song that everybody, you know, fell in love with. 
But um, I didn't even know that was him. And then, you know, Miguel was first kind of coming out. He was already out. But, like, when they put that song together, um, they just made, in my opinion, he made a classic because everybody was starting to get used to Wale's style. He drops this song. People didn't really know who it was yet. Then they're like, oh, that's Wale? And it was, like, just a very, I would say, eloquent song for a rapper. And you don't get those that often and done that well. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. And man, I want you to comment on one more. Let me figure it out. Uh, Reminisce with Bilal featuring Most Deaf in Common. Man, that's, ah, well, man, I was a young lad when I. <laughs> I feel like I was in the range of 15 to 17. So, what, what year? What, what year did that come out? But yeah, I was around that age, and um, this was when I was like kind of venturing off to different sounds, and that song just struck me at the right time. It just hit me at the right time. The way Bilal was singing the song, like the raspiness in his voice, mm-hmm. and I didn't even know. I didn't know who was going to be on the song. I just know, like, I heard the beat, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Then out of nowhere, most deaf just start spitting, and I'm like, whoa. And then out of nowhere, Bilal just starts singing because, like, it, I, I heard the song from somebody had a burn CD, and it was just like it didn't have no title on it. It was just people had burned some songs and put it on the CD. This is when them, them MP3s were starting to get big, you know mp3 players and so um they i just the song just popped on while i was playing spades on the computer <laughs> oh wow yeah so i'm just playing spades it pops up i'm like this beat is interesting then i hear most deaf spitting then all of a sudden i hear Bilal, and that raspiness of his voice man is just like very pleasant to my ear and then common comes on and I'm like, man, this right here, this is a trifecta if there ever is one. <laughs> this, this is just dope. And then, like, the, the what they was talking about was dope. It just reminisce about a a, a, um, a a love they used to have, and, and yeah. all in all in different ways. Yeah, dude, it's very it's so picturesque, man. Like even the, what the, the the lyrics that Bilal is is singing, it was just like I can envision everything, man. And it was, you know. When I first heard the track, I was probably like 17. And um, it was like one of the first R&B albums that really resonated with me from beginning to end. And that was one of the standout tracks. Now, I, I remember, you know, there was, there was around the time of my life where I was becoming a little bit more comfortable, you know, in my own skin, you know, as far as talking to, you know, the opposite sex and, you know, kind of got was getting into my groove. And man, yeah, it was it was a dope track, man. It, it was like I said, it was just very picturesque. and. And put yeah. me in a certain frame of mind, but um, because most deaf, he um, he started the track off like he thought he saw he he really he was thinking about the girl, thought he saw the girl, yeah, didn't even see it, but he thought he saw. You know, that's how much he was thinking about. It. He was reminiscing about the girl so much, he done drove down the street, thought he saw the girl at the bus stop. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you get that from the lyrics. It's so clear the song and everything. It was just man, it's just. 
that's just the song right there. Yep, yep. Um, man, and props for including Slum Village. I wanted to include a Slum Village song so bad, but when as I was thinking about it, I was like, man, most of their songs, most of their songs are pretty hedonistic. They just they just sound romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you mean that's, you mean, you mean selfish ain't about uh <laughs> romance? <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm like man, they but that's their brand, you know what I mean? They they can make the filthy sound great, you know what I mean? Like and, and laid back and sultry, and it's like oh they they really saying some you know <laughs> some off the wall yeah. stuff here. Yeah, that's but, a um, melody like. <laughs> Hey, yeah. <laughs> Sounds real pleasant. <laughs> but now with that tainted love, like I think about um I'm forgetting the guy's name, but he's like think of her, think of me, think about us since the intimacy. Hey, yeah. Like, yeah, there was he was there was some what they were saying was pretty dope, man. And it was the first uh single with L's eye on it, and I was just like, mm-hmm. who is this guy? Who is this dude? Yeah. You know. But man, y'all, y'all got some good songs on here, man. I'm salty. I, I, I knew I was gonna be salty after y'all named y'all songs. I mean, man, I know they're gonna get some stuff I forgot. Cause like I I I, I sat down, I, I really, really tried to put together a good list, but I was like, man, like there's so many good love songs out there. Like I just can't um I can't I can't think about it, man. Um Jamil, man, did did you did you back in the day, did you ever used to hang out with um Nah. Okay. I don't know if you knew her, but she was this sister on the east side. We was all real cool with. We would like hang out at her house. But at her house was was like the first time I saw the tainted video. We were watching it on I think <laughs> VH1 Soul. And um me and my boy, man, John Begnell were really into that song. He he passed away unfortunately uh in twenty fourteen. But when I when I hear that song, man, and see that video, I always think of him. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, yo, yo, yeah. Props for that, Vince. Oh, no, no problem, man. You got me emotional over yeah. here. But, yeah. uh, this song's a do to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the memories, you know? Right, right. But, uh, Let's see. I see. I got my list. So I, I I didn't count it. I know it's more than ten, but I do have my ten listed. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna shoot through the, uh, the some of the um, honorable mentions. First one, man, "The Light" by Pharrell Munch. Um, <laughs> always love that song, man. Always love the the little guitar melody in it. I love like Pharrell's unconventional, you know, rhymes rhyme scheme in it. You know, he was he was like. She had me like, oh, ish, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, cause that's how it be. That's how it be. When you see yeah, somebody, like, you yeah. not, you know, you're not kicking game on smooth and suave and on beat. You like, you kind of throwing off your game a little bit. Like, oh, ish. Also, Child's Play by Ghostface Killer. Good it's, one. It's kind of a love song, but it's more about childhood love. You know that. That 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 kind of like preteen love, you know, the way Ghost is reminiscing about this chick he used to like and how they used to play on the playground. It's like, again, very picturesque song. The way he's describing everything, and man, I was there for all of it. Like, like very well done track and, and something we can all relate to. You know that, you know that first, you know that first girl, you know, in the sandbox on the playground, and 
you know, made our pants a little smaller, you know. <laughs> what is going on here? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, um, something we can all relate to. Also, Caramel City by Pete Rock and CL Smooth. Um, I, I it's it's more of a set the mood song than anything than than, than it is a, a love song, but I, I I still mess with that song heavy regardless. Another song I like it's actually kind of new. It came out in 2019 by by the group Atmosphere called Postal Lady. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard it, but it's, it's basically a song about dude having a crush on his mail carrier. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like guest behavior. <laughs> Oh, and the song is so cringe, man. Song of course. <laughs> but it's a good song. It's 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 a well put together song. I should say that. Also, one I can relate to. <laughs> I, we'll, we'll, I, we'll talk about that off wax. Um, right, right. <laughs> uh, what, what other ones did I have? Oh, um, of course, "You're All I Need" by by Method Man and Mary J. Blige. Hey, that's you know a crowd pleaser. Listen, I would like to say about the Meth and Mary song for all the people going into springtime and you trying to, you know, pick your pick your person, play that song. If y'all came vibe to this song the way Meth and Mary did on the roof, let her go. Immediately. Yes, it's <laughs> not gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work. I mean it's not gonna work. Y'all are not <laughs> she ain't the one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, funny enough, that is a real way to gauge. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Worse yet, if they don't even know who the artist is, like, who is this? Oh, oh. I'm like, oh, no, this ain't going to work. She got to go. I don't care how thick she is. She got to go. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like, like, That's like, not a- like maybe on. we can do some things before I give you your watching papers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you don't know Meth and Mary, but you know the Sacanelli? Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. I don't, 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 don't throw away the baby with the bath water now, so. <laughs> 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 you know, everyone plays their role, okay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my next one, man. I wanted to include this in my top 10 so bad but i didn't have room for it and it is a newer song good morning sunshine by little brother mm. from from may the lord watch it's this lyric i pulled it up he said i was taught men they really supposed to have no feelings but lil wayne said i should have no ceilings i was raised on rap music i'ma need some healing and like <laughs> you know i couldn't think of truer lyrics man like you know yeah. I'm gonna get on this a little later, but you know, let's growing up on hip hop music can kind of, you know, alter your, or should I say, taint your perception of love and relationships and how they should go. Um, and it's not until you get older that you kind of realize it. But man, it's such a good song, man. I, I'm like looking at the lyrics now, like we said, um, he said, let me chase you around the room, be on some love ish, find a way, like Fife and Tip. What we have here is kinship, Ali Dilla, Nunrilla, my exclusive drug dealer. I'm addicted to what she, my down A offensive slur. In expensive furs, Louis Vuitton, that's picture per fig. You're creating a guy's image, you a queen, you deserve a bigger ring. Just, just, man, just great, great lyrics, great hook, you know, and it's, you know, it's about grown love too. And I appreciate that. 
Yeah. But uh, moving right right along to my top ten, man. Y'all know I had to dig underground, you know, for my list. Um, you know, y'all kind of covered the basics, but it, it's it's not terribly underground. But number ten, I have um, an artist from Chicago, a female artist from Chicago by the name of Millie Mango. Uh, artist I actually met and got a chance to chop it up with a little bit. She did the song called No Filters. Man, this is a great song. It's got three different beats to it because it's tracking. The first verse is about her falling in love. The second verse is about it falling apart. And then the third verse is about her finding another love. And um, man, it is it is a great song. Um, it's not on Spotify, but you can find it on, on YouTube. Definitely, definitely recommend you check it out. Jamil, you would you would definitely dig it. Uh, you would definitely okay. dig it. And shoot, Vince, you, you would too. You would too. Oh, I'm going to check it out. You said Millie Mango? Yeah, Millie Mango. M- Millie with two eyes. Yeah, it's called No Filters. Uh, number nine, I too have a tribe called Quest Find a Way. I love the the vocal sample they use for the hook, that little with that little Portuguese kick or whatever. It's just a very carefree song. It's 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 about kicking game to a chick. It's lighthearted and it's it's just got some really dope production. Um, number eight, I actually have Kiss You Back by Digital Underground. Good one. Um, it's it's a fun song. It's simple. It's lighthearted. It's no profanity. You can let your kids listen to it. You can let your parents listen to it. You know, and it's just a, yeah. It's it's just. A, I don't know if I would let the kids and the parents listen to it. Wait, ain't nothing, ain't nothing object, objective in it, is there? Yeah, there's a there's a couple little little innuendos in it that's not so subtle, although <laughs> oh. not vulgar. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Gotta keep it clean, gotta keep it clean. Number seven, I have The Pain Is Gone by MERS and Apollo Brown. This is the only MERS and Apollo Brown collab that exists. And the two of them need to hook up again ASAP and do a whole project together. Because the two of them together on a track Man, it was like peanut butter and jelly. I mean, Merz is one of my favorite MCs. Apollo Brown is one of my favorite producers. But man, this is a great track. It's called The Pain Is Gone. It's, it's two short stories about uh, brief relationships he was in. It didn't work out. And it's quite entertaining, man. It's quite entertaining. Uh, so check that out. Number six, I actually have The Far Side with Other Fish. Um... Mm. It's kind of the companion piece to passing me by, but to be honest with you, I kind of like Other Fish a little more. Yeah. I, feel the, I kind of feel the ending to Other Fish was a little better. So, uh, a more um, uplifting message. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was more uplifting, and that's what I liked about it. It, it, it lets you know, like, hey, look, man, oh, like... It's going to be all right. Yeah, it's going to be all right. Like, there, there's a whole world out there filled with opportunity, you know, and that's that's exactly what I needed to hear as a teenager, you know. Um, right. So yeah, props to to the far side of the fish. Number five, I have another far side song, for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it because it's just funny. <laughs> it's just funny, man. It's got that classic '90s boom bap sound that I love. It's got it's a song with great energy. It's got a funny video. And you know it goes off the rails a little bit at the end, but I, it's it's all good. We, we we having a good time, you know. Number four, I got um, 
I got Slick Rick with A Teenage Love. Again, it's a song that kind of lets you know that it's, it's very realistic and that's why I like it. It's like, it doesn't paint love and it's like, through these rose colored glasses, like, yo, whoever you're in love with as a teenager, chances are it's not gonna last forever. And chances are it's gonna end in heartache and Slick Rick lets you know that, you know, yeah. and you know, things might feel lovey-dovey in the beginning and everything is great, but you know, we change as people, man. Like, you know, the person you are in your twenties is not the person you were as a teenager. And the person you were in your thirties is not the person you are in your twenties. And, you know, sometimes young love just is doomed. And I, I that's the message I, I picked up from the song and I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he, Slick Rick kind of gave it to you straight, you know, and it's and and it has a great beat, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely well produced. Great. That, that great, like 80 sound. Number three, uh, this is kind of a left field underground one. I have your old Drew <laughs> with Train Love. Have y'all heard this song? No, but I have a feeling this is an interesting uh, situation knowing that this is a another guest and they can, <laughs> they can wild out they, they be wilding out sometimes <laughs> it's 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 not it's not that it's, it is interesting okay. but it's relatable it's it's very relatable it's 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 a song about not shooting your shot interesting that is not what i would have gathered from the title okay yeah it's a it's a song about not shooting your shot and living with regret and Man, y'all need to check this out. Like Vince, I think you would like it more than Jamil, honestly. It's another one on the list. Yeah, I think you would like it more than Jamil. Jamil, Jamil, you might like it too because they they use a um they use an Ohio player sample for the song. Okay. And it's it's just man, it's it, that that was a song that really impressed me. Like, okay, dude could do more than just battle rhymes. Okay, I, I'm digging this. Number two, I'm surprised nobody mentioned this. So I'm so glad I included this on my list. Happy Valentine's Day by Andre 3000. How did I miss that one? That's a great, great addition. For real. That song is such a guilty pleasure of mine. Guilty the, pleasure. It's a, it's a good song. <laughs> but you know what I mean. You know what I'm getting at. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the hook, the, the verse that Andre spits on. I don't know if he gave us 16 bars or more, but... If he did only give us 16 bars, he gave us so much within that 16 bars. Fire. For the record, oh. have you ever rode a horse? You know. What did and he, the second hook on there. And if I never get to know you, then how could I be your friend? Well, what did he say? Uh, I can't let remember. Let me think. Sweet little dollar back in my corner. Could be your organ on the way I give my heart. Never know, because, man, I never tell her. She asked me how I'm feeling. I hollered at Cirella. I never get myself caught up in the jello jello of the proper thing. <laughs> I can't remember how it ends, man. But yeah, I'm trying to go through the through the whole thing to get to the ending of it. Oh, how would I know if, um, it, with the profession that I'm in? But if you do not know me, then how could could I be? No, nah, that ain't it. Dang. Yeah, you have to look have it to look up while I get commentary. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. But man, I love that song and the and the refrain at the end, the very end. Yes, yes. I'm just like, yo, this is this is excellent. This is just that's just great songwriting, you know. So yeah, uh, Valentine's Day by Andre 3000, and then my number one love song, man. She said, 
the Jay Dilla remix by The Far Side. Mm. I think it's a great, great love song. It's it's a great set the mood song. It's got a just great, unmesswittable beat, smooth verses, even smoother hook. I love this song. Um, I love this song. Yeah, man, that's all I got to say. <laughs> like, I ain't that's really wild that that was the number one though. That's that's surprising. Yeah, man, listen to it, bro. Like, like, tell me that ain't a good love song. Nah, it is. I just, I, I'm not saying it's a bad choice. It's just not one that I would have suspected at number one. That's a, that's a sleeper for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The J. Right, I found, I found the, uh, the way to end it. So you actually have to go through, like, six bars to really understand what he's saying in the last one. So it say, uh, Han Solo, tell him hit with the by the bullets, so may the force be with you, and I'll hit you when better time permits. But now show me samples, examples why you're the ish. But how am I to know with the profession that I'm in? And if you do that know me, then how could you be my friend? Got it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He he killed that one. He killed that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised nobody else mentioned that. But um, man, y'all great, great, great list. Great list. Yo, let me throw like three three joints out just just on some honorable mention stuff. Oh, absolutely. Um. Jean Grey, Super Love, um, MERS, SIN, Summer in November. Yes, yes. Um, and dang, I had a third one and I just forgot it just that fast. Yeah, but check those two out, especially. Yeah, I can't I remember the third. I got two more, too. One of them is just the honorable mention, but it's also to shed light on a new artist that's pretty dope. And the last one is a, a comical but true true childhood love rap song but the first one uh what's his name ray vaughn y'all know the new tde artist oh yeah yeah he has i haven't heard him yet he has a song have you ain't here you haven't even heard his freestyle Mm-mm. oh man like make sure that's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning after you had coffee <laughs> it's crazy but um he has a song called You Don't Even Care You Hurt Me. Oh wow. Crazy good. It's 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 a really good song. But the one everybody probably don't want to put on here, but no good and well, they need to. ABC, Aisha. <laughs> man, man, like I kinda mess with that song. <laughs> hey, who doesn't? Man, that was that was everything. Grown ups. <laughs> you said grown ups. Well, we wasn't grown ups when it came out. <laughs> That's real. Boy, it was reciting. I might have to play that this evening. Fifth grade, man, we was all reciting that song. Believe that talent shows or no? For a smooth week, I had them had them white kids thinking I wrote that song until they heard it on the radio. You said you had them white kids. Thinking you made it. He was breaking it down, huh? Everybody straight, was. straight biting, straight biting. Everybody, <laughs> we play Nintendo. <laughs> man, that song is so '90s, man. And the video, like, yes, like all that, all that sports gear we used to wear back in the day. It's so '90s. It's so, it's so BBD or, or uh, <laughs> yeah. 
just it's, it, 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 it. Hey, but tell me, tell me you wouldn't want to go back. You wouldn't go back to that time into that year right now in a heartbeat. Absolutely, definitely. But mainly just to buy stock at Amazon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and sell drugs to the community. <laughs> I mean, that's just a repeat. <laughs> oh man all right all right so uh let's dive right into our next segment for the night man our album face off um this is a very interesting one man i decided to to reach back not terribly far just to last year 2021 and pull out two left field albums that uh were kind of slept on last year not kind of they were very slept on and we are this week we are putting uh the album by mckinley dixon entitled for my mama and anyone who looks like her up against rita j and her album high priestess now the mckinley dixon this is uh his third lp it was released may 7th 2021 independently and it clocks in at 11 songs and 48 minutes and Rita J, this is her fourth uh, full-length album, uh, High Priestess. It clocks in. It was released uh, September 9th, 2021 on Neek Imprints. It clocks in at 11 songs and 38 minutes and was produced entirely by Neek. And yeah, yeah. Uh, she is also a Chicago artist, too, uh, as well. So it was nice to have our city represent in this week's album face-off as well. But I will give it up to you all first between these two albums, McKinley Dixon from a mama and anyone who looks like her and Rita J high priestess, which one were you feeling more and why? Hey, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Since you said I don't uh, like to go first. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question though. What would you call this style of hip hop? Bro, I, there's not even a nope. name for it yet. And that's what I like nope. about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is it's, so it's progressive, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so all right, I, I'll start with that then. Man, I tell you, you know how to pick some albums to go against each other. <laughs> like, and I see, like, I see the when you put these together in any other weeks too. It's like I see when I start when I listen to the albums right one after the other. I get an idea of where your mind was going and why you put them together. Cause this is like, these are both from the same sound of music that hasn't been categorized yet. And like, I'm telling you, man, this is literally like the opposites of the same coin. (laughs) This is like heads and tails of the same coin. You got uh, the, it's almost like the male perspective and the, the female's perspective of the same thing. You know what I'm saying? And um, they slightly talk about some different things, but it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of visit the same things. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I really cannot say which album was better. It was like literally the same thing, but a man was doing it on one album and a woman was doing it on the other one but if i have to choose a winner i'm gonna pick um rita's album because Ooh, nice um 
Like it's hard to say. Cause um like McKinley Dixon's his I mean even the title of the album is <laughs> Incredible. For my mama and anyone who looked like her. But Rita J, like that was the whole vibe right there. Like the way she introduced the album, I think was better. Like the lyrics that she introduced the album into, I think was slightly better. I think I leaned, I leant towards um, the sound of her album a little bit more than McKinley Dixon's. But like, like, like I said, it's almost it's, it's pra- practically the same thing. But yeah, I give the nod to her on the album. I do love like the um, the authenticity of their culture and their their um, like their racial authenticity. I will I, I put it like that. I do appreciate mm-hmm. both of the way they um, like the the pride they have in being black. Um, it was just this was a good listen, man. Like a, a good obscure listen because it was like. Wait a minute! Even though I've heard the the album, I haven't heard Rita J's album. I heard McKinley's album um, before, but I think I think Rita J's was just like such a pleasant surprise. Um, I ended up giving her the nod. Indeed, yeah, it was it was a pleasant surprise. Like like I said, like I've I've always been a fan of Rita J. Like because you know I, she's been around for a while. You know on the, on the local hip hop scene here in Chicago. And, you know, I didn't even know this album it came out. And when I checked it out, I was like, yo, like usually with female MCs, they kind of rust over time, you know, excuse the phrase, but she's actually got has gotten better over time. And and that was a that was a pleasant surprise to hear real quick. Vince, favorite track from either album? To be honest, I can't really say a favorite track. I was I was I was there for every single song like and this may sound weird but this is the only way I can explain it both of those albums are either all of them are skippables or none of them are skippable <laughs> you know it's based off of if you if you hear for that sound mm-hmm. and I if whatever if you put on McKinley's album or Rita J's album. I'm not skipping any song. I'm gonna listen to every single song every time I hear the album. I, I literally couldn't skip any song, but I don't have one in particular that I'd be like, it's the dopest, but let me see. I, I guess I, I, um, I can, I can break it down though. Um, I think I like that, uh, that grown man voice. Oh yeah, with McKinley Dixon. I love that. I really did love that. And then as far as Rita J, man, what song was that? Oh, and um, <laughs> McKinley loves to say that they got these a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say that. <laughs> um, man, what song was that? I like busting. Yes, yes. She she went off on that on them busting. Yeah, I like that. Yep. So yeah, it was just her flow was just effortless, you know. And she just she like kept layering the rhyme schemes on top of each other, and it was like, man, like, yeah, like yeah. she ever gonna run out of gas? And like, nah, like 
also like that skit she did no whack beats yeah yeah that was that was funny that was funny like what's the sounds <laughs> i was like man like, this, this is offensive <laughs> yeah, yeah this is I don't know. She's like, this is insulting. <laughs> this is yeah, right. Yeah, that that was funny. <laughs> he said, "You come in with the black black did that." <laughs> but, but what I can say to end my um, you know, to finish, you know, my final statement is that the hip the this this genre called hip hop is not finished growing. Yeah, yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, I man, that McKinley Dixon. Well, I I'll get under that when it's when it's my turn. But uh, Jamil, man, I'm gonna hand it over to you, man. Between these two albums, uh, McKinley Dixon's for my mom and anyone who looked like her versus Rita J High Priestess, man. Which one were you feeling more? So I'm kind of like Vince with with my uh, my view of the albums. Like these were two sides of the same coin for sure. Um, I actually thought coming in that there's no way that McKinley Dixon was gonna get beat because that album was so dope. And I had I just hadn't heard of the um Rita J until you actually brought it up a couple weeks ago. I didn't realize that it dropped. So I think I was a little bit biased going in with the McKinley Dixon, but it took like two notes or two bars from the Rita J for me to remember, oh yeah, she's dope. And she's so Chicago. Like mm-hmm. so Chicago, and she don't even re- really reference it that much, but you know it. You hear it in her voice, the way she pronounces words, references she uses. So I'm like, yo, this is this is for me, right? This is for Jamil and anybody who look like him. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like what you did there. Like I was, I was, uh, I was down for the whole thing, and it was. I was pleasantly surprised with um, how much of a um, how much of a race it was, and I, I really didn't think that you know the Rita J would be successful in taking the McKinley Dixon out, and it wasn't. It was dope, <laughs> but the McKinley Dixon, um, I just I, I like you're. There's no losers here. I'm with Vince. There are no skips. On this album anywhere um the only like the slight edge that i give to mckinley dixon is probably just i think he's a little more lyrically complex than rita j was and she's no slouch on a mic at all her pen game is sharp as ever um especially to have been in the game for like 20 years but i think i think mckinley yeah, his pen, his pen is just just a, a, a slight, light bit sharper. So I'm going with McKinley Dixon on this one. Wow, 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 wow. I thought you was going to go with the hometown favorite. Okay. Real quick, um, fav- favorite tracks from either project? You can name one. Uh, okay, I'll have to go back to the list that both of them. I don't be remembering track names. Uh, oh, Mad as heck. I think might be my favorite on High Priestess. Indeed, yeah, great way to kick off the album. Yes, indeed. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Mad as Heck and Real Man Cry Two, I think, are, were my favorites. Um, also, My King Is should be on the the Love Songs list. Y'all go check that out. Yes, absolutely. And for the Kelly Dixon, I'll pull that up so I can find the 
track list, uh, probably Grown Man Voice. I'm gonna go Grown Man Voice and uh, Chain So Heavy. Like, really? Kick the door in again. Yeah, I thought it was a, a good way to start the album. Yeah, I thought I thought you would have went with uh, Protective Styles and BBNE. I actually like Protective Styles a lot. Um, I mean, like I said, it's it's you you can't go wrong with any of them, <laughs> right? But I think yeah, I think I, I dug. And Chainsaw Heavy was kind of weird, like with the production, it was kind of quirky, and it, it it stands out to me with that. I, I dug it. Absolutely, I dug absolutely. It. All right, all right. Now for myself, man, I'm like which I'm with you all. I'm with both you all. Like no matter who you pick, you at the end of the day. You're walking away and you from this album face off respecting the heck out of both of these albums. Yes. You know, for, for me, like I said, with the Rita J, I was already a fan. She's I actually gotten better with time. This is an album that would have most definitely made my year end list last year had I heard it in time. But unfortunately, I, I, I didn't catch on to it till a couple of months ago. But it would have definitely would have made my top 10 list. Absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, it's rare when MCs get better with time, you know, and only the cream of the crop do. And she proves time and time again over this album that she deserves to be considered an elite MC, like hands down. You know, every track has its own flavor, yet they all the songs still sound like they belong together on this project. And to be honest, man, she just makes she makes pro blackness sound cool again. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's been a long, long time since I've heard an MC do that. You know, like we were talking earlier about the Dead Prayer song, uh, Mind Sex, whatever, that I, I felt was corny. Like, you know, MCs who kind of are in that lane, they could get to be a little corny, but she is not corny. You know, and like I said, she makes being proud to be black sound cool again. And, and she can just rap extremely well. And you're, you're never bored with her flow. You know, like I, I was amazed at her her technicality from song to song, you know, and what she was delivering in bar after bar. And, and she also celebrates black femininity in a way that's very appealing and a way that I, I could just frankly get down with. You know what I mean? It's, it's not <laughs> it, it, it's not overbearing and it, 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 it just it agrees with my soul. You know, it's that's mm. that's. The, that's the only way I could really describe it, you know. And then the McKinley Dixon, man, when I first threw it on, like, I, man, dude, I thought I was listening to a whole new subgenre of rap. Like, I'm like, man, what is right. this? Like, the way he just throws you in a deep end right away. And, and it really reaches back, you know, from all the and grabs all these musical influences of the past of all genres, but, you know, jazz and free jazz and funk and, it throws everything into the, a pot to create something new and truly progressive and, and futuristic that the listeners have not heard before. You know, the melodies, the the, the, the hooks, the the instrumentation, it, it's, it's everything is just so complex. And it's it's complex to a point where you're like, man, well, how is he even rhyming over this music? But but it's very therapeutic. Both albums are very therapeutic, yeah. um, you know, uh, and it, there's a track. I think it's the second one where he's kind of rapping about being an agnostic. And I thought, man, like that's a section of the black community I, I haven't really heard a lot from in hip hop. This is going to be an interesting listen. 
And, you know, as the album plays, how he eventually reveals that he at least does have faith, some faith, you know, but he wants right. to have more faith. And I just thought that was just an interesting listen. So, man, these these two albums are neck and neck with me. Like, man, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go with this because it's 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 who album face offs are, are for who we like personally more. Right. I guess. Right. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> this is hard. This is hard because I love both these albums. Oh man. I think I think I'm gonna go with McKinley Dixon only because he did a little bit more sonically and musically. And he engaged in a little bit more experimentation that pays off but i honestly feel the rita j is going to appeal to more casual hip-hop fans for um, sure but see both and, and but both these albums visit the same themes wonderfully you know the track real men cry too you know about black men seeking mental health and you know processing trauma you know that that that's a song that is long overdue you know in, in hip-hop and i know other people have commented on this stuff before but the way she she puts it in real men cry too was just i thought it was genius you know just laying out all the things that black men have had to go through in this country and still are going through and how we got to kind of take some time out to kind of heal ourselves and you know I, I thought it was i thought that was genius you know by the time i was 30 you know it it, it, it's funny because we in the black community we act like you know suicide is a white thing but by the time man i was 33 i knew four dudes who had, four brothers who were off themselves and i knew a fifth who had tried wow. so it, it, it's something that we don't really talk about enough and um i appreciated that track you know i appreciated mad as heck i appreciated bussing i appreciated my my king is you know um but the McKinley Dixon, like I appreciated, just the just the the roller coaster ride, ride of an album that that was. Like, you know, but Protective Styles is kind of like the flip side of, you know, uh, Real Men Cry too. You know, talking about how we in the black community we just simply need therapy, and this is something that you know, it's kind of taboo in our community and we ignore, if not just make fun of people who seek out therapy, when on some level, we kind of all need it. We're all damaged because of what's been dealt upon us as black people in this country. I think the track that kind of tips it over for me on this album Face Off is Mama's Home, where mm. he's, he's relating, the hook is basically him relating a visit to his mother's house and, um, and this is something I, I really can relate to. Um, you know, whenever I go to my mom's house or my parents' house, and I'm talking to my mom, man, I, I I don't know if it's on purpose, but I'll just unload like my problems to her as a grown man. And uh, the hook, man, tread softly, please tread so softly. These demons haunt me. Mama, keep them off me. She says, everything's going to be okay. Whispers to me, I know that it hurts. Sometimes cuts could use more dirt. The songs they sing and the jump ropes, they have heart. Bro, I almost cried when I heard this song because when I talk to my mom, it's a comforting experience. And right. whatever she says, 
you know uh it, it's 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 comforting you're like okay yeah i'm going through this i'm going through that but you know and just chill it'll be okay Th- these things you can deal with and i i totally related to this song and uh i don't know man i'm getting all emotional <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 one of them nights we was talking about love and such yeah it might be this knob creek rye i'm drinking too that will do it brown <laughs> liquor is not your friend when you <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and i had two snifters since we've been talking um but yeah man i just i, I don't know is, is that something y'all go through uh absolutely although uh, my experience is not exactly the same because i surprise surprise black man don't tell nobody nothing so i don't unload on on my mom or anybody really but i i like i felt where he's coming from with that and when you when you have that connection or you have that um that opportunity to do that and you get you know not only a sympathetic ear but one who actually has something to say to 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 help you get through it it's it's very empowering and it's not a lot of space where black men are able to get the black people really um get that opportunity yeah yeah what about you vince well like i'm 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 like an empath so usually it's the other way around where people are unloading things to towards me yep which is exhausting very exhausting so i very like i'm always recharging other people but don't really get a chance to get recharged if that makes any sense but um as of late i've been being more open emotionally um good because it feels better afterwards like it's difficult to do because you know we from chicago like our toughness is built a certain way so it's like you know growing up in school especially it's like you couldn't show that type of weakness or what was called weakness as a child but as you get older you start realizing like holding stuff in to a certain degree that's what creates stress and stress is a killer so you gotta you have to find ways to you know empty out that stress and honestly speaking when i make music that's more of my outlet to do to get my emotions out so um but the older i get the more open i am to to uh you know like whatever traumas or whatever emotions i have inside that's what's up yeah. yeah, I just, just make an appointment with Dr. Dr. Martin. First name Remy. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and Dr. Bean. First name Jim. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was just curious. You know, I was just curious. You know, it, it, it is something that uh you know, I honestly, like over the past two years with the pandemic, I, I've gotten more in tune with like, you know, just reconnecting with things that make me happy as a person and, uh, you know, just getting back into self-care. And, you know, I, I think both these albums kind of touch on that beautifully, you know, um, just just, yeah, you know, uh, stressing that that need for, for you know, maintaining your, your, your physical and emotional, your mental and emotional health. 
you know, as a, as a black man in America or black, just a black person, you know, I should say. And, um, you know, I, it was it was it was well done. And I appreciated that. And this is the type of hip hop I want to hear more of, you know, um, with both these artists. But but there you have it. There you have it. Good talk. All right. So that will bring us to our usual segment that we do around this time. Uh, what you bumping? Where I invite y'all to share with the listeners what you've been bumping over the past week or so. And uh Vince, man, this week what you been bumping? Man, um I've been making music, man, to be honest. So I've been I've been checking samples and stuff like that. Hold on. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll swing it over to Jamil real quick. <laughs> right, and that's in the studio right now. Right, right. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm back now, but... Uh, okay. Yeah, um, I've been making music, so I've been doing a lot of samples, sampling and stuff, and then getting on a Serato DJ and trying to figure out what I can sample and what parts and stuff that I can send over to get, like, a song produced properly and stuff like that. So, um, but... Aside from like the pro- the albums that we were listening to for for tonight, um, I can't say anything particular that I really was listening to. Okay, okay. So the albums we face off. Yeah, I have you know I always have my regulars though. I, uh, I um I was playing that Benny the Butcher's album heavy. Oh, what you think of it? Man, <laughs> that's that's a that's a uh, that's a great album. That is a great album, man. He he did his thing on that. Indeed, indeed. All right, Jamil, man. This week, what you been bumping? Not a whole lot. Actually, been listening to more podcasts and music this week. But I did go back and listen to that Zeitgeist again. Mm. Uh, it just get keep getting better every time I hear it. Yeah, I think um, I want to revise my score on that. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it up. Um, and yo, I keep getting stuck on that Coast Contra. Like, I haven't, um, they just dropped the album this, this past week, and I didn't listen to it yet, but I'm going to. But I keep going back to this freestyle because I keep, like, I kept hearing more and more of it, but I never heard the whole thing really until today. And I was impressed by just the one verse I heard from the last dude in the crew. And then I finally, like, then I would hear a little more and a little more. Finally heard the whole thing. They whole crew could spit. Like, and, you know, some young dudes out of Philly, I believe. But they don't sound like Philly rappers. Like, when I first heard them, I thought they was from, like, West Coast. But they they dope. Yeah, if you find it, it's like a five-minute freestyle. It's It's worth listening to. Okay, yeah, I got, I got them, I got them right here. They got an album, actually. Yeah, it just dropped this week. Okay, I'm gonna have to check this out. Okay, okay, cool, cool. I'm gonna definitely check that out. All right. For myself, I have been bumping. Uh, of course, the albums from the Face Off was was definitely digging those. I was bumping Flea Lord, uh, Mandatory Respect, uh, one of his projects that ha- I hadn't got a chance to check out yet, but I'm glad I did. 
very grimy and gangster and exactly what I want from Flea Lord. I was also bumping a new Fife Dog album, uh, Forever. Check out the the review Jason and myself did of that 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 album. It's it's definitely worth checking out. If if you a tribe fan, you'll you'll like this. You definitely like this. I've also been bumping Fly Anakin, uh, his new album Frank. That is definitely worth checking out. And I was bumping Common, Like Water for Chocolate. Just I don't know that that's an album I always get into around this time of year. I don't know why. Like in the springtime, but um, but yeah, that's what I've been bumping. So, Jamil, any album anniversaries uh for us this week? Ooh, we. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. You might have to edit this part out because I didn't look them up. Give me a minute, though. I'll pull it up right now. <laughs> My bad. It's all good. You a busy man. You got, you got, you got, you got, you got communities to serve. <laughs> that's right. And 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 the kids was on spring break this week, so. <laughs> It was it was busy, definitely busy. Let's see, 2017. I want to say this is right around the time that uh, not a Dizzy album dropped out on Easter, so it wasn't quite yet. Of course, uh, when the pressure's on, I be moving slow. So celebrating five years this week is uh, I guess it's technically a mixtape, not an album, but she's so dope that it's worth a mention. Three um, Dinate. Songs that didn't make the tape volume one. And uh, also, Freddie Gibbs, You Only Live Twice, oh. both celebrating uh, five years this week and then celebrating 10 years. Now that we're finally getting album releases, it's worth discussing. <laughs> we got that uh, Mad Live, and this is kind of like a compilation, the medicine show, all put together. So, numbers one through 13 all dropped in, uh, in like a compilation. Uh, also celebrating 15 years is, uh, I mean, I guess we can talk about it, even though this was a terrible, terrible album. Uh, Red Gone Wild. Yup. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and also uh, Prodigy Returning to Mac, which was, yeah. I, I never even listened to it. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't great. wasn't terrible. wasn't really nothing jumping off for 20 years. Yeah, the Yin Yang Twins, but nobody really cares about them other than a whisper song. <laughs> um, celebrating 25 years, I almost messed up this week. Life after death, yes. 25 years ago this week. Yes, yes. So, I don't know how I forgot that. I don't either. I, I, I was I was tripping. That's the major one. Celebrating 25 years, we are getting old, gentlemen. Indeed, getting. <laughs> right, right, right. And also celebrating 30 years. Uh, Chi Ali, the fabulous Chi Ali, and Arrested Development, three years, five months, and two days in their life. Another classic. Two classics this week. So we, we, we finally getting some albums together. Indeed, indeed. I, I, I can dig it. We getting it. We getting it. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All righty. So uh, that is the show. Uh, gentlemen, man, I want to thank y'all for, for coming on and, and, and sharing uh, your love songs and whatnot. And um, we, uh, we, we, def <laughs> we definitely going to uh, be back next week. I I'm thinking of doing a show. Let me know how y'all feel about this. Well, we do nothing but just answer mailbag questions. I'm, I'm game. Yeah. I'm game, definitely. 
Yeah, I'm thinking of thinking of doing something like that. But um, but either way, I want to thank y'all for coming on, joining y'all's input, or sharing y'all's input rather on the show. And we will be next back next week. And with that, I'm gonna bid you adieu, and I'm gonna say peace. Peace. Becky, before our handsome bachelors reveal themselves, you have one last question to ask before you decide to go on that big date. Okay, handsome bachelor number one, on our first date, where would you take me and how would you try to impress me? So that's a, that's a good question, Ma. This is what I would do to impress you. Well, first of all, you know where I might take you? I might take you over Dame's house. Oh, really? Because my girl's at the crib. And then what I would do is i get you the finest drink. Of course, it's going to have ice in it. And I don't mean frozen water. <laughs> you know? That's so sweet. And uh, what else would I do to really... Re- i take you to Rodeo Drive, of course. Of course. I love Rodeo. I'm going to take you to Rodeo and show you all the beautiful stores and what you could have if your record goes number one like mine. Haha. <laughs> That's what I would do. To- pretty impressive, ain't it? Okay. Sounds like fun. Same question, handsome bachelor number two. Yo, to impress you, to take you out on a perfect romantic date, my idea for that is to pick you up in a Woomobile brought to you by Chrysler. A Woomobile? You know, the collaboration that we just came with. And then I take you upstate to the amusement park, Wu-Tang Amusement Park. Oh, I love parks. Words. We ride all kind of roller coasters and Ferris wheels. Mm, that's my favorite. Eat all kind of cotton candy, popcorn, ish. And then to relax you or, you know, to give you a beauty treatment, I take you down to the Wu Spa. 
We got all the special manicurists out there, you know, putting it down. Sounds good. And in the end of the night, you know, maybe we'll have a romantic dinner, order out some Chinese food from Wu Delivery. We deliver 24 hours a day. Word. <laughs> Just call us on the telephone. Hit me. Or, or you can hit me on the two-way or Blackberry account. Wow. That may be difficult to talk. What would you do, handsome bachelor number three? Yeah, listen, can you repeat that question again, please? Oh, okay, you want me to repeat the question. Okay, on our first date, where would you take me and how would you try to impress me? That is a very good question. <laughs> You're very charming. Oh, well, you. on the first date with me, it's very exciting. I would, of course, take you wherever you wanted to go. If the plans was up to me, I would take you to... uh to NASA. What we would do is we would take a trip up in that elevator and we would go and look at the stars and I would pack us a picnic basket Sweet. and I would have us all kinds of alcohol beverages. I would whip out, that's right, I would whip out a diamond necklace. Oh. Put it around your sweet skin and neck. Oh. And touch you in places that no doctor ever discovered on you before. Wow. And then I would slowly caress your breath. Work my way down to your sweet loving thighs. And then. Okay, time's up. 